you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with me, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you to Zach yesterday for stopping by. What a blessing it was to talk about discouragement and hear from our brother, Zach, who's, uh, man, he's had so much to offer. What a great, what a great broadcast. Thank you, Zach. We're, you know, keep Zach in your prayers, Zach, and his dear wife, Katie, and their kids. Keep them in your prayers as they continue to raise support and prepare for the ministry with me as always, my friend Kevin. He's in a different place in North Carolina. Tell us about it, Kevin. Where you at? Well, sir, I am in Hamlet, North Carolina, which is on the way to you from um, from where I was. I was with my, uh, let's see, after my mother passed, I came down and made some great connections, by the way, I'm bragging, fantastic connections, different Amen. story um, with a light colonel there, lieutenant colonel. But um, no, uh, I was with my grandchildren, and <laughs> as much as I love my grandchildren, I almost feel guilty, Doug, because I had to pull out and go one hour away so that I could get anything done <laughs> because I was swarmed in a in a good way. But um, God, God's good, and I can't wait to go back and see him again. They're talking about Jesus. There's good stuff happening, and uh, but yeah, headed your way by way of Hamlet, a little town called Hamlet. Yeah, well, praise God. We'll see you soon. And uh, and folks, the quality of the broadcast will be much better when Kevin gets here. We'll try to do five, six, eight weeks again like uh, we did last time. It's so much easier to play off each other, look each other in the face, to yep. pass things back and forth. It's really difficult. And, I, you know, uh, Kevin and Stephanie before him, they made it easy. You know, they got used to the, the pass back and forth and talking as if we were looking at each other, but we're not. So. Uh, so we'll be together next week. So we're excited about that. And so a couple things going on. Well, this morning, I, let me tell you about this. This is weird, Kevin and folks, uh, you know, three years ago, four years ago, I decided, man, I'm going to dump a lot of weight. You know, I woke up one day, I looked in the mirror after I got out of the shower and I had more rolls than food lion, you know, and I decided back then, I said, you know, I got to do something about that. So I just started walking and I, I, I picked up on a health program where I'm a health coach, uh, a program called Optavia. And anyway, I, I went on Optavia. I started walking all the time and I made friends with everybody in the neighborhood. That's one of the great things about having a neighborhood and being out walking in the morning and people running out of the house the last couple of days. I started it about a week and a half ago and I came around the corner and one of the ladies, honestly, I thought she may have went on to glory, but she, uh, she ran out of her house this morning. She saw me on a ring camera for about the fourth time. And she said, Oh, Doug, Oh, Doug, I thought you were dead. I thought the Lord called you home. And she was just <laughs> wringing her arms up in the air and say, thank you, Jesus. And just, and so of course I paused my watch and 
and, and pours my listening to God's word. And, and we sat there and hugged and we had a time this morning in 31 degree weather down here on the corner. And that's, it's always great when you can encourage, I, I encourage you guys get out, get to know the people in your neighborhood and, and, uh, and Helen, you know, 82 year old Helen just coming out and hugging me, changed my life with her 12 year old dog uh, who she claims is 84 years old right now or something. She keeps a calendar on that dog. But today, as we continue on with the life of Christ, as we look at John 17 and we move forward, one of the things that came to mind is sharing in the glory of Jesus, sharing in Christ's glory. And, and, and how do we do that? Well, we do that by sharing the gospel, uh, by sharing the, those living words. And, and the Bible says, go therefore and teach all nations. And so you teach them, you get them saved. Then it says, baptize in them in the name of the Father and in the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And we know that baptism is your first step of obedience after accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And your local church will help you do that. You get baptized into your local church church. So we don't go down to the lake out here and say, hey, there's Kevin. Will you baptize me? Because Kevin's going to say, no, you get baptized into your local church. And, and another thing, and I love Matthew 24. I love the book of Matthew. When we talk about this, it says in this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall come the end come. And, and folks, we're doing this. God's got a plan. We're going out, we're doing this, and then the end will come. The Lord will come back with a shout and a trump, declare his glory, the Bible says, among the brethren. We want to share that glory, share the gospel, his wonders among all people, Kevin. I just want to do that. I want to be part of uh, sharing his glory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I was just thinking while you're talking there, when I am going through something hard, and uh, PTSD included, <clears throat> which PTSD is probably distinguishable from average going things through things hard in that it stays behind and it haunts you, taunts you, keeps you stretched to your limit, whatever. So when I'm going through that kind of stuff in particular, it's, it, I, think that's, I think that's Satan's goal is to keep us stretched, keep us ineffective where we cannot take on the witness of Jesus Christ. We cannot take on the burden of other people's needs. And there, we are created by God to, to give. We're created to be a channel. And so witnessing or sharing, uh, presenting it, the way you put it there is so uh, important because that's what is a source of victory. You know, it's no secret preachers will tell you if you, if you see someone's need worse than yours, it's going to encourage you. If you try to meet that need, it's going to, it's going to change your life. And, um, so Satan does not like that. So if you're going through difficulty and, and I've seen it, if you're going through difficulty, take, take God at his word and go ahead and pour out what little bit is left in the bottom of the barrel, what little bit of oil, the cruise of oil, give it on the behalf of Jesus Christ to someone else. And that's where you find out that God will refill. And uh, it's real important in times of trauma, just like you're talking about, Doug, to make sure that we further the, the gospel that we talk to someone about Jesus Christ, the scripture that means a lot to me lately is Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame him, 
Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. That testimony, that word testimony, is talking about mart- martyrion, or it's, it's talking about what you say in a courtroom when it's all on the line. So if you're called into testimony in court, which I've had to do that kind of thing before, when you're called to give testimony, that's a source of victory. And yeah. uh, for, for God, you're called. So in other words, there's someone, they need Jesus. You know Jesus, but I'm going through all this difficulty. Oh no, I lost my mother. I lost all these things. Life is is horrible for me, but wait, there's someone on their way to hell. So I don't know much right now. I'm hurting so bad, but I know this even more so is that there's a God in heaven that saved my soul. And I, I just want to tell you that. And here's here's a word for Jesus. And when you speak that word for Jesus, you find out God speaks a whole bunch of more comfort yeah. your way. And you walk out of it excited. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. And folks, uh, individually sitting next to somebody. I remember it was a few years back, probably 15. And I was on a plane coming out of the islands. I had just preached at a couple churches. My accommodations were awful. I was like staying in a bamboo shack where bugs would fly in at night and stuff. But what a series of meetings I had down there. And and uh, while I was preaching, while I was doing those things, I mean, God just did a work in my heart. And I was so tired. And I remember I got over to the airport. And I was flying an airline that I don't fly anymore. But it's because they would cancel flights and stuff on me all the time. And I looked down. And I had a text message from the airlines, your flight has been canceled. We're trying to move you to another flight. So I ran as quick as I could to the to the airline ticket check-in counter. And I said, ma'am, I said, you know, my ticket's been canceled. I need to get home. I have a lot to do. And she said, you know, you're on standby on the next flight. Go right now to gate seven, and I'm going to make a call for you. We can see if we can get you on the flight. And man, I was upside down and sideways. My body hurt. My head hurt. Just what Kevin's talking about. I was tired. I was spiritually exhausted. And I remember just at the last minute, the lady called me up and said, you're in seat 37B or something. It was right, right next to the restaurant. Hallelujah. Right next to the restaurant. I remember I got on the seat and I was sitting next to this young lady and I just didn't want to be bothered. And God's like, ask her if she's saved. And every time I'd go to talk to her, I'd hear the bathroom door open and you'd get that smell and you'd go, oh, man. And then you'd hear, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, I said, and I said, Lord, I said, I know I, I, I've been telling you to help me share the gospel, but if you'd give me this flight off. And then this lady looks at me and she says, what do you do? And I said, well, thank you, ma'am. I'm Doug. I'm a preacher. Make a long story short. Uh, she said, oh, I'd love to hear about what a Christian is. And, uh, and folks, over the next 15 minutes, this woman gloriously accepted the Lord. And I was stuck right. in my own head with being tired, being spiritually beat, being this. And every time you'd hear, and that door would open up and you'd go, oh. <laughs> but let me tell you, God had a plan. And God has a plan for us to share his glory. Folks, be a glory sharer. Be the type of person today that goes out and shares God's glory. He can use you. You know what? He will use you. We'll be right back. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
Yeah, be a glory share. I think we're going to see that today as we continue on with the life of Christ, the book of John. I mean, we've been doing an exhaustive search of this and exergetically looking through it. We're going to move to some other synoptics. We're going to move through the Gospels. uh, And, uh, uh, you know, we know that John is not a synoptic, but the other three Gospels are. And and we're excited. We're going to look at charts and see what we missed, what we didn't miss. We're going to cover the miracles. We're going to cover the name of Christ. But we find ourselves in John 17, and there's some something going on here that is pretty cool. Christ is praying. And uh, this chapter 17 is about Christ praying. And uh, we continue on with that. We find ourselves in verse number 19, and it said, for their sakes, I, I sanctify myself and that they might also uh, might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, and that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which gavest me I have given them. And they that may be one, even as we are one, talking about unity there, I in them and thou in me, that we may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou has sent me and has loved them and has loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou has given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou has given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. We serve a God that loved us before the foundation of the world. Jesus mentions in here the sanctification of the truth. He he sanctifies himself for the sake of the disciples, and, and it passes on. There's, there's a, this underscores the importance, folks, I think, of truth and holiness in the Christian life. He's praying for all believers here. I'm, I'm so excited. And there again, we're talking about unity like we, we have last week and the week before, and, and, and covering already that we're sharing in God's glory and and sharing it with the disciples that the disciples may share it again and more uh what a what a great god we serve kevin and man he desires to for us to do a work for him and i want to do that yes sir yes sir he he has the only he has only the highest aspirations for us and we tend to think you know selling out to god and I was this way before I got saved. Well, if I become a Christian, that means I'm going to submit to a God that wants me to do all the things that I hate and doesn't want me to do all the things that I love. And God, you know, people, Christians tend to think that of the one that when you sell out to Jesus. But honestly, Satan is so, uh, so good at lying to Christians to keep them walking in the flesh and keep them without joy. But it's the will of God that we're one with him. And it's the will of God that we're one also with one another. And that's why it's so important. You know, it says in the book of Ephesians, we are members of his body in particular, and also in first Corinthians there. And also in Romans, we're members of his body and there's other places. I think Colossians, but that, that that's talking about in Christ. So once you're in Christ, you have, you have a function and the function is according to your gifts and those spiritual gifts, you know, delineated there in Romans chapter 12 are seven gifts, you know, serving God, being an administrator, being a teacher, 
prophet, all that kind of stuff, forth telling the word of God. But um, all of those gifts give you a function, but you have to get into the local church. And I remember I was I was born again in my bedroom, changed my life. My view of myself changed. Suddenly I, I became, I, I got away from the self-defensive, I'm wonderful, just give me a chance to, I'm a sinner, man. I deserve to be in hell. And, uh, and so I humbled myself before God there in my bedroom. And then my view of God changed. I always thought he was kind of the man upstairs that wanted to ruin my life. Now I saw he was wonderful. That's about it. That's all that changed. But getting into church then gave me a functional satisfaction. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that there in a the book of uh, Proverbs, um, uh, the desire accomplishes a tree of life. And, uh, and so it talks about the joy of satisfaction of accomplishing things. And if you're a man out there, you know, the joy of a job well done, whether you just, you know, you fixed a car or a, a woman that fixes a, a, a scraped knee on the child, but we have a function, Doug, in the, in the family of God. Ooh, Local church is the is the visible representation of that. It's the locational, uh, operational uh, headquarters of God for you, and that's the highest place to serve God for you. There's no hierarchy over the church. It's the place to serve. And when you go, Jesus said that they may be one. So when you go in there and you're satisfied and content with your job, only doing your job and let God deal with other people doing their job, recognizing like the Bible says, who art thou that judges another man's servant to his own master? He standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up for God is able to make them stand. So they're out functioning with their gift. Now, if they're walking in the flesh, it's going to hurt the body. If you're walking in the flesh in envy or resentment, or you're not satisfied with your pastor, you got your eyes on something else, it's going to hurt the body. It's going to hurt you. But Jesus, over all that, Doug, is praying that they may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. This is a spiritual thing. And, you know, the best version of you is when you're walking in the spirit. The worst version of you is walking in the flesh. And so God said, Jesus is praying that we can be united with Jesus so that we can be united with our spouses people at work and church in the best version of us that glorifies God. Amen. And you know, something I wanted to cover, that's great brother. And we want to be the best versions of what God can do with us. And, and that's where it's at spreading the glory. Uh, if you want to spread the glory, you better be the best version of yourself. If you, if you want to have a good life and a good marriage, Kevin said, I was in my bedroom, I got saved and some things changed in my life. But when I got to that local church and, and, and folks, there's a couple ordinances that a local church is responsible to do with you, right? One of them is uh, to baptize believers into the membership of a local church. So we just want to say to you, covered it a little bit, but remember over Acts 2.38, that Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift. Now, that was, I'm sorry, that's a bad one I did there. But anyway, that's back during the uh, Pentecost and things of that nature. But you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost when you accept the Lord, brethren. But when you're baptized, you shall re receive the gift of a membership of the church. He that believeth has been baptized 
uh, shall be saved and he's not damned. And, and now why tarries you? Arise and get baptized. And, and, and folks, uh, Jesus' words say, Verily, verily I, accept on, I, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, that's talking about being born of the spirit of God and the water of God. Yep. And, uh, uh, but being baptized brings you into the membership of a local church, and that's where you need to be. I just want to encourage you to do that. That's where we're at today. We want to encourage you, and he commanded be baptized in the name of the Lord. And uh, uh, folks, get out there, follow the Lord and and baptism and obedience. Show the whole world what baptism is, is a picture. It's a picture of your obedience saying, I'm following Christ. I'm going to be a member of this local church, which is the bride of Christ, and I'm following. I'm getting on. I'm all in. Folks, be all in. When I joined the army, I had to raise my right hand. That was a symbol that, hey, I'm all in. They could do, uh, they can use me in any way they want, send me anywhere they want. I'll go. I raised my right hand. I have no choice. So I'm telling you, September 23rd, 1978, I had my left hand on the Bible, my right hand in the air, and uh, and and I state your full name. Uh, you know, man, it went fast. But folks, we love you guys. Spread the gospel. Share the gospel. Be part of sharing the glory of God today. We sure do love you. Come back tomorrow. We're hopping right back into the book of John and the life of Christ. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.